It's Monday. It's August 6th. And the word of the day is tibialoconcupiscent, which means having a lascivious interest in watching women put on stockings. Used in a sentence, I'm not tibialoconcupiscent, but I do have a very wholesome interest in watching women put on stockings. <laughs> cool. So the through line of our podcast now is just officially Heath's sexuality, huh? We're yeah. just, okay, <laughs> no, we're, exactly. exactly. No, okay. We're locking that in. I don't know about new. you guys, but I like to keep my kink to things I can type quickly with my left hand. Anyway, I'm No Illusions. <laughs> I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, we win millions by asking Donald what the lottery numbers won't be. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh will be detained by communists. And we lose millions by asking Eli what the best stocks won't be. <laughs> <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight, our fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Noah, Eli, you guys ready for some Chicago lovin'? Coming oh, right up? yeah. I got my anti-nausea medication, cliff bars in case there's no food for me to eat, and my nerve suppressants if it gets really bad. So I guess you could say, fuck yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I've got a manic depressive paranoid finicky vegan that farts blood as my travel buddy. I got that to look forward to, airport security. So yeah, partay. <laughs> I am not manic. I am not manic. <laughs> that was one inaccurate word in that sentence. Anyway, in our lead story tonight. Donald Trump's stupid fucking face got all filled up with tricky idea pieces called words again this week. <laughs> and uh, it broke the cartoon sensor that monitors yeah. how much space he has left for, for crazy before an explosion. That actually happened a few times this week, which means we got to hear an impressively extensive list of stupid things, even for Donald Trump. This included a tweet that attempted to obstruct justice, a plan for a preemptive government shutdown <laughs> right <laughs> and a revelation that he's clearly confused a lot by supermarkets <laughs> so that's what the leader of our country was doing this week keep in mind we record this show on sunday night so he wrote this before trump doubled down on the press being the enemy of the american people <laughs> and admitted to collusion this story was impossible to finish typing we just had to cut no, it yes. we had to cut it off at 4 p.m <laughs> fucking zeno's headline here yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah donald trump is xenophobe's paradox just embodies absolutely <laughs> all right so uh let's start with the government shutdown preemptive threat so you know how our immigration policy is going fucking great right now yes. well the only problem is that all the rapists and drug dealers are showing up from mexico and then when people yell took her jobs at trump rallies they end up looking stupid so right. um some would argue i mean maybe it's the oxygen tanks and jazz scooters combined with weirdly violent t-shirt slogans that's <laughs> making them look stupid but either way trump wants to build that wall and democrats in congress aren't willing to pay the bill that Mexico returned to sender, I guess. So Trump's going to shut down the government if they don't cooperate. Ideally, before the midterm elections is what he wants. Or maybe just cancel the midterm elections. Basically, he's going to flip the board if you don't let him cheat is what's right. happening. Yep. In advance. And I know I'm not the first to point this out, but the whole point of a government shutdown is it's supposed to be something both sides don't want. But right now, half of sitting legislators view it as a... 
great way to throw a tantrum and have class outside. And so does the fucking president. So yeah, kind of loses its oomph for anyone who isn't fucking evil. Yeah, I mean, he's throwing a temper tantrum wrong. <laughs> two two year olds nail this shit every day, and Trump's like, "That's it. I'm gonna hold my breath until you turn blue." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was a fun one. All right, moving on to Trump's confusion over the complex intricacies of purchasing food at a food store. So Trump was speaking at a rally in Florida last week, and he decided to get some applause by voicing support for the real ID law that requires all voters to show an official identification card if they want to get a ballot, which is great for Republicans because it effectively disenfranchises way more liberals than conservatives. And democracy has a liberal bias in this country. So <laughs> the GOP does its best to avoid... The D word. Well, all that is just normal bad policy stuff. We expect that. But it got extra stupid when Trump tried to explain his support for the ID law. He claimed that having ID to vote shouldn't be a problem for people, considering we all have to present ID at the supermarket to buy food. I, he, he actually added that you need photo ID if you go out and want to buy anything. So... Uh, what the fuck is he talking about? Do you guys have any theories on this? <laughs> uh, ooh, ooh, I have a theory. He hasn't bought anything at a store in his entire life. <laughs> oh, or, or, or maybe he saw that orange circle on his MasterCard and thought that was a picture of him. That one's better. I guess. That one's better. <laughs> also, we should note, voter ID laws aren't just, like, implicitly racist. They are explicitly racist they were invented during jim crow to stop black people from voting they are second only to literacy tests in our country's overt suppression of the black vote yeah <sighs> yeah and um let's see what else did we have also on the docket for the president of the united states this week was trying to shut down the Mueller investigation <laughs> over twitter yeah so uh it was 10 24 a.m and <laughs> trump I'm assuming had just finished his breakfast Big Macs like, like when he tweeted the following. This is a terrible situation and Attorney General Jeff Sessions should stop this capitalized rigged witch hunt right now before it continues to stain our country any further. Bob Mueller is totally conflicted and his 17 angry Democrats that are doing his dirty work are a disgrace to the USA. Yeah, and for the record, I was going to respond with comic embellishment, but then I realized that tweeting, hey, Knuckles, don't kill my wife, wink, isn't actually exaggeration here. It's just, <laughs> right, it's just like a, a, a different felony <laughs> and, and more subtle. So I decided to just cry in the corner for a bit. Yeah, the Knuckles tweet doesn't even mention the investigating officer. So yeah, like, right. it's, yeah it's exactly. significantly better. <laughs> yeah. So uh the tweet drew lots of criticism, and that led several prominent Trump supporters to point out in the president's defense that Jeff Sessions actually recused himself from oversight on the Mueller investigation, which is kind of confusing because I feel like that just makes Trump even dumber than we thought, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. Like, like he accidentally tweeted at Knuckles the hat man or something. No, see, that's okay. He has nothing to do with that. Right. But regardless, the timeline of thoughts in Trump's head becomes so much crazier when you look at the two tweets that came before this one. And the first one begins with a quotation mark. So 
I guess Trump was quoting himself in the present. It's hard to say. So here's the tweet and the follow up quote. FBI agent Peter Strzok on the Mueller team should have recused himself on day one. He was out to stop the election of Donald Trump. He should never, ever been allowed to remain in the FBI while he himself was being investigated. Now, that's actually a a great fucking rule, Donald Trump. Continuing. (laughs) This is a real issue. It won't go into a Mueller report because Mueller is going to protect these guys. Mueller has an interest in creating the illusion of objectivity around his investigation. Alan Dershowitz, end quote. <laughs> and um, that's where it leaves off before the tweet to Jeff Sessions. Okay. So I hate to be the Pollyanna, but the nice thing about Trump is that it has brought the policy wonks like Dershowitz to light, though, right? Like, like during Clinton and Obama, he got to use fancy maybe words, and now he's just tweeting like, why can't I say the N-word? We are QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing, though. It turns out those two tweets I was just talking about, those were actually Trump quoting Alan Dershowitz. So it's not quite as absurd as I originally thought. (laughs) But just the fact that Trump's ridiculous thought patterns made me assume he was having just like another normal mental breakdown Twitter session. (laughs) That is terrifying. That was my assumption. Right, yes. yes. Like honest assumption. And just for the record, those tweets were all about like 10 or 12 minutes apart. So what the fuck was he doing in in between those? (laughs) It took him 10 minutes to decide how to word the second half of a quote that he was exactly (laughs) quoting. What? That's absurd. And then before the sessions tweet, was he just like mumbling his thoughts under the impression that they were also being tweeted somewhere in the universe? Like, I think his brain might operate like he's in a dream even when he's awake. And just like time and space and connections are just optional constructs and he, he doesn't give a fuck. I'm, I'm terrified by this, but also kind of fascinated. Like, I'd pay so much money to watch a live feed of Trump just in between his tweets. That would be <laughs> amazing. Like, we could pay off the national debt selling access to that camera. It'd be the greatest. Well, I think it's time for a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Hi, welcome to typical high-end suit buying experience. My name is Jisper. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, you're you're being really quiet. Did you say your name is Jisper? Yes, I'll be your suit concierge today. Right, right. Uh, I was just looking for a made-to-measure suit that looks and feels great. That's what I'm here for. Ooh, then you should go to Indochino. Tomato water? Uh, t- tomato water? No, uh, I'm good. What's Indochino? Ooh, it's the world's largest made-to-measure menswear company, and it's been featured in major publications, including GQ, Forbes, and Fast Company. They make suits and shirts made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Okay, uh, I heard, heard a little bit of that. Um, and what do you do here at typical high-end suit-buying experience? Well, we like to think of ourselves as a one-person quiz show where there are no right answers. How do you feel about hard rubber in bright yellow? Uh, bad? Ooh, I, I think that's going to limit your options. Is it? Yeah. Where do you think you are? Indochino? I mean, at Indochino, visit a showroom or shop online at Indochino.com. You pick your fabric, choose your customizations, submit your measurements, and wait for your custom suit to arrive in just a few weeks. Wow. Just a few weeks. And what do you have here? 
Well, if you're willing to wait a year and a half, we have suits for Jack Skellington and for a woman to wear it for a job interview at MoMA. Okay. I mean, that's interesting, but I don't want either of those suits. Nobody I, I wants explained. either of those suits. Nobody. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Uh, how do I try out Indochino then? Well, this week, Skeptocrat listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $379 at Indochino.com when entering Skeptocrat at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code Skeptocrat, for any premium suit for just $379 and free shipping. Wow, that's an incredible deal for a suit, gotta admit. And it'll fit you better than anything off the rack ever could. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, here? Oh, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Even I don't know our prices. Okay, I mean, that doesn't really make sense. How do you sell any suits? I don't. Cool. Cool. Okay, I'm going to go to Indochino then. You do that. Tomato water? Still no. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Excellent. More? Still more. <laughs> you can handle a whole glass of tomato water here. Come on. <laughs> Fuck around. And we're back next up in headlines in Mano Manafort news tonight. Three weeks of federal court proceedings took place in five days last week as the trial of former Trump campaign chair Paul Manafort got underway. Manafort faces 18 counts of bank and tax fraud and has pled not guilty even though we can, like, see it. <laughs> the papers. He's basically pleading, do you hear someone talking? Because I sure don't. My signed confession was a mere ruse to get the DA to relax before I pounce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so the, the, the prosecution strategy here seems to be to give the jury the bearish shred of a hint of what kind of human being Paul Manafort is and offer them an excuse or two to put him in jail. Uh, the defense strategy, however, between now and... And the pardon is to blame everything on Manafort's longtime financial partner and star witness for the prosecution, Rick Gates, who they claim laundered money for his boss that his boss didn't know he made. <laughs> and Yeah, no, so they're holding out for the pardon. It's, it's the pardon. <laughs> I get it. It's like when my debit card doesn't get declined. It freaks everyone out. We're all like, ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's weird. And I love how Manafort clearly thought he'd be getting a deal from the prosecution to narc on Trump by now. But yeah. The DA was like, oh, wow, this is this is awkward for you. This is awkward for you. We already have Rick Gates narking on both of you. So you're stupid. Now, of course, nothing about the case has made more headlines, I think, than Manafort's now legendary $15,000 ostrich jacket, which I learned in research is a jacket made of ostriches. Mm. But curiously, the matching $9,500 ostrich vest has gone mostly unreported. It was an outfit, you see. <laughs> they, uh, now, these were introduced in court as evidence of Manafort's lavish st- lifestyle, along with receipts for six-figure landscaping services. And apparently they had a lot more they could have shown the jury if his honor T.S. Ariba Ariba Ellis hadn't strictly limited their look-at-what-an-asshole-this-guy-is time. <laughs> uh, Your Honor, motion to suppress this video of Manafort and Martin Shkreli making it rain AIDS pills at a strip club and then <laughs> kicking a puppy. <laughs> could we suppress that? Like, something really close to that got said in court. They had to yep. stop. This dude bought a $15,000 ostrich jacket with matching vest, with stolen money, 
that he got from foreign government agents, and then he went on stage and let a lock her up chant. This <laughs> dude is my hero. All right. Well, that being said, part of his sentence needs to be an ostrich wearing a Manafort jacket and oh, vest in my hells, e- it hells yeah. All right, so included in the first week's testimony was some pretty damning shit from Manafort's accountant, Cindy Laporta, who admitted to signing off on fake loans and adjusting the amounts of real loans to lower Manafort's tax rate. So we have his accountant saying, yes, I committed the crime at his behest. Here's the paperwork. It's hard to imagine his lawyers have much more than smoke bomb, but it's going to be fun to watch this week, I guess, one way or the other. Indeed it will. And in two jongs don't make a white news tonight. The New York Times' new hire of tech journalist Sarah Jung to their editorial board caused a bit of a stir on the internet this week when the shocking discovery was made that Miss Jung had not always responded extra super nicely to people threatening to rape and kill her. So, what? Yep. Here we go. So here's the thing. There is a very, very good chance that you listening to this podcast haven't heard of this story. And for good reason. It's a nothing story made of nothing bait in a desperate attempt to distract us from the fact that a kid died right after leaving ICE custody this week. But you know what? Every Breitbart light centrist garbage website's been talking about it. And if you're like me, you've seen 98 posts about it on Facebook. So let's do this fucking thing. Or if you're like me and you don't follow all the people you hate on social media, you found out about it when you saw Eli's notes here. Also, Breitbart is not centrist, regardless of how many calories you remove or how light right. you yeah, are. Right. Like, don't, don't insult the good name of centrist garbage with Breitbart. Bring it in. Or centrist not garbage. Don't yeah, bring garbage centrist in this. You know what? Redacted. Redacted. So... Uh, I don't understand that thing that Noah said about not following all the people they hate on social media. Don't understand how that works. But so as listeners are probably aware, emboldened by their victory of uh, checking notes here, getting a director fired, the alt-right has been <laughs> on an old tweet searching spree of late. And Jiang is their most recent pathetic and desperate attempt. Yes, when damning tweets like hashtag cancel white people and quote, I dare you to get on Wikipedia and play things white people can definitely take credit for, it's really hard, end quote, were unearthed by literal white supremacists, the internet exploded with outrage given the U.S.'s history of white genocide and enslavement. Oh, wait, sorry, I was just checking, that never happened, and that's why those tweets are different. Okay, (laughs) all right, um... Hey, can we talk about the kid who died right after leaving ICE custody? I'm, I'm sure I disagree with your Nazi friends on Twitter, but if we're picking one of those two stories to ignore. I tried to write it, but it was just a bunch of screaming. It was just a bunch of screaming. And look, I didn't want to just report on this story so you knew like what the fuck the guy in your atheism Facebook group keeps talking about. That is, unless you're a member of the Puzzle and a Thunderstorm fan group, which is awesome, and deletes that guy and his mom. I did it because... This is going to keep happening, and it preys on a problem with liberals. The desire for, like, perfect purity, and I'm not talking about, like, James Gunn or Dan Harmon purity. I'm talking about the liberal idea that we have to fight evil and be super nice about it. And there is nobody that standard is applied to more stringently than women and people of color who are constant victims of harassment. So I'm telling you now, it's going to happen again. Don't fall for it. Don't engage it. Yeah, you wouldn't want to do a whole story about it on your <laughs> podcast. 
Yeah, but like I, I also feel like the fact that we say worse things. I mean, I can't make sense of that second tweet, but like the first one, we we say worse things than that about white people constantly, right? <laughs> and it reveals the hypocrisy of anybody who might say like tweet at us to ask what we feel about how all this race is like you listen to us bro it didn't <laughs> didn't outrage you when we said it right and, and again like we can talk about sarah jong's tweets when the president stops calling entire other countries rapists and, and to those who would make the argument that this somehow makes the two sides the same or like just as bad to non-engaged observers again for the cheap seats Anyone who thinks mean tweets and letting people's babies die as soon as they get out of cages are the same was never going to be convinced, isn't worth saving, and is, in fact, a fucking monster. All right. On that note, we're going to pause for another quick break for a word from our sponsor and uh, check in with Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Hi, Russia. It's Heath Enright. I'm assuming you heard of me. Either way, I wanted to take a second to let you know all about ZipRecruiter.com. Why? Well, because your spy hiring process, uh, it's got some issues. Madams, gun rights activists, Paul Manafort. I mean, come on. You guys can do way better than that. You might as well hire the black and white spy from Mad Magazine. But ZipRecruiter is different. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. That's right. Glondage. With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Skeptocrat. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-K-E-P-T-I-C-R-A-T. One more time, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Skeptocrat. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Might even hire someone who doesn't get caught. I mean, no promises, but... That'd be the move. <laughs> I still think this is unnecessary. Look, Sarah, we're just going to practice. I know, I know, for the press, the thing, whatever. Fine. Okay. Everybody, thanks for coming. Sarah, this is Dave. He's one of the interns here. Hi, Sarah. You want a piece of this, Dave? No, thank you. Sure. Okay, so Dave is going to pretend to be a reporter and then you're going uh, pretend... to answer directly whether or not the, the press is the enemy of the American people. No, I got it. I got it. Go. Okay. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, okay. Uh, Miss Sanders. Fuck your mother. Sarah. Sorry. No, sorry. That would not what we said. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Okay. G go ahead, Dave. Uh, Miss Sanders. Do you believe the press is the enemy of the American people? Well, um, here's the thing about the Wendingo. It starts out as a Native American religious figure, but then you end up no, having Sarah, a... No, Sarah, not, Sarah, what, what did we say? Oh, no redirecting questions to be about cryptozoology. You That's said that. exactly right. You did say that. All right, uh, tr try again, Dave. Uh, okay. Uh, Miss Sanders. That's my name, knuckle fucker. What? No, nope. 
Do you believe the press to be the enemy of the American people? What's that, Dave? Couldn't hear you. Sarah, we all know you heard him. No, no, really, could could not hear him. <sighs> Do you believe... You're too loud, too loud. Gonna need a perfect medium from you, Dave. That's Sarah, ridiculous. Sarah, answer the question. Come on. Oh, all right, all right, sorry. Okay, uh, I don't not think that the press isn't not the enemy of the American people. <sighs> I think that's as good as we're going to get. Good good work, everybody. Nice. All right. Okay. So, uh, you guys want to go get some chose? I've been scoping out liberal places on Yelp, seeing how many appetizers I can eat before they kick me out. So, you want to do it? Yeah, I'll have some nachos. Yeah, Sweet. Too. Let's get some chose. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Next up in headlines, Eli Bosnick hates the environment <laughs> and freedom and America. And that's why he also hates the Tesla company. But that's fine. That's fine because Elon Musk is one of the most reasonable, well-spoken, totally not crazy, eccentric billionaire flamethrower makers in the world. <laughs> and the fact that he's obviously a very stable genius was finally internalized by Wall Street this week, which led to a meteoric rise in the company's stock price. Or, I guess, maybe it was thanks to Eli making another weirdly confident claim that everyone should sell their shares of Tesla. Because, based on my data, that's what happens every time he says <laughs> okay. about the stock market. I mean, I'm not conceding the point even though it is mathematical, but I'm also <laughs> not not admitting that someone who did the opposite of what I told them to over the last few months wouldn't have, let's say, more money right now than someone no, who did. That's good. You're like the George Costanza of investing. That's this is a useful, <laughs> useful thing you got going. Okay. Moving on to a follow-up story on our lead story. So just when I thought I was done writing about awful things that Donald Trump said this week, uh, he must have noticed me being happy about that and basically screamed the N-word for spite, so I had to keep writing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was already screaming that. Yeah. Very possible. <laughs> not, not quite that exactly, or maybe yes, I don't know. But the timing part was uncanny. Literally, I finished writing about Trump's week-long highlight reel of stupid, and moments later, he sent out a tweet horribly insulting LeBron James... Just days after LeBron opened up an amazing new public school and community outreach project for underprivileged kids in his hometown of Akron, Ohio. The tweet also insulted CNN reporter Don Lemon, saying, quote, LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. And then I'm assuming tall Tyler was like, dude, it's just so many problems with that. Plus, you're a giant racist and those are both black people maybe don't send that at which point trump added i like mike end of tweet <laughs> michael jordan <laughs> see all better yeah, i added a right. black guy i like <laughs> the end exactly. also little behind the scenes thing here Heath finished typing this story and then trump said i colluded to try and find yeah, right no exactly <laughs> exactly uh, so, so, yes, I, I know very low IQ is a Trump euphemism for black person. And what pisses me off about this most, well, maybe not most, but one of the things that pisses me off is that Don Lemon 
is a fucking idiot, though. <laughs> it's only a little bit better. Right. Like, like LeBron seems like a super smart dude, and I get Trump's only pointing out all of this shit because he's black, but, and that's an important point. That should be the focus, but that guy is migraine-inducingly stupid. I cannot defend his intelligence as much as I'd like to. <laughs> all right. So, Noah's half racist. That's fine. So, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I like LeBron, but LeBron is blacker than Don Lemon, so I'm only like three fifths racist or two fifths racist. Right now. No, that's good. That's good. So naturally, there's a pretty big backlash against Trump for insulting a superstar athlete and amazing philanthropist beloved by millions. And this backlash included Melania, who told her publicist, yeah. uh, "I don't really care, do you?" But that got translated <laughs> into LeBron is doing good things for our next generation. So uh it's fun to watch that relationship slowly crumble. But by far, my favorite response was from Michael Jordan himself, who heard about his name getting used as Trump's lots of black friend and released a statement in support of LeBron, but also tacitly saying... No, I reject you even liking me at the end of a tweet. Fuck you, you baby-stealing bigot. No, do not use me. Okay, but his statement was weird as fuck, right? Like, MJ, maybe now's the time to go all out? Like, not really the time for a politique, middle-of-the-road response? <laughs> uh, Jordan's like, look, man, you already fucked me on that Tesla stock. I am not taking your advice again, white boy. That's true. Most people don't know what close friends Michael Jordan and I are, but it's true. No, he listens to the show, <laughs> Yeah, though. big fan. He's a big problem gambler, too. You should really stop giving him investment advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's really messed up. Enabler. So I feel like there's a fun trend getting some momentum here. Anyway, uh, a few weeks ago, we had Mr. Godwin from Godwin's Law itself saying it's cool to compare Trump to Nazis. And now Michael Jordan, along with, I'm assuming most other people named Mike being like, don't ever say my name gross. <laughs> so I'm hoping this keeps escalating. Like the guy who invented verbs being like, hey, don't use my shit. Like, seriously, stop <laughs> doing that. Al Gore being like, get the fuck off my internet, bro. Right. Seriously, that's mine. Uh, or, or like hanging him for treason. Stuff like Ooh, that. Right, like, right. Two votes. <laughs> Two votes. All right. Well, <laughs> we weren't able to get in touch with LeBron James or Michael Jordan, sadly, but we did manage to grab an exclusive interview with somebody else involved in the story. Uh, I'm going to go get a soda. All right. Hello, Mrs. Trump. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my God. Heath, baby. So happy to be here. Mwah. Mwah. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, we're on a lot of foundation. It's mm, to govern my scales, baby. Right. Right. So, um, Mrs. Trump. Call me Malala, baby. Oh, uh, it's not. That's not how your name's pronounced. You're, Is it? Not, Most people no? just call me Jew. Okay. Get that, over, Jew. That's, that's sad. Come so, here, Tom. Yeah, no, I, I, right could, I could see it. Just calm down. What made you come out in support of LeBron in light of your husband's tweet? Well, honestly, I felt like I needed to speed up, you know? I mean, I did what? LeBron porn before I married Sexy Donald Man, so like... No, 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 uh, LeBron. LeBron James. Yeah, there are Lebrons named James or Janet, whatever no, their names, no, you no, know? No, like, no, they're no, Lebrons. Nope, just stop, stop this current thought. Talking about the basketball player. I mean, Heavy baby, I gotta be honest with you. There's a lot of Lebronian basketball players that are uh, Lebronians. Okay. I mean, have you seen the Wobble Woo NB Day? Lebronians everywhere, right. Heavy baby. You know, just, I'm leaving that. So, 
What about his attack on Don Lemon? A lot of people are calling that a racist dog whistle. What do you think about right? that? Right? Yeah. And I, that doesn't make sense to me because Don is not a dog. He's a lemon. And honestly, it might uh, not be politically correct, but I don't think a talking lemon should be on TV you, at all. I don't uh, care if a wish made him that way or what, baby. Like the no, lemon so, shouldn't okay, be on sorry, TV. Just, just Give real that quick. to a people. Just, yep. Okay. Circling back. Do you think Don Lemon is an actual lemon? Like, I mean, now that he fruit? crossed Baba Yaga, he is. Great. Okay. Well, I think we're done here. Mrs. First Lady, thanks for coming in. Really appreciate it. Oh, my pressure, baby face. Do you have a toilet? I need to take a very thin but very long cheat in it. Yeah, no, naturally. So, uh, yeah, that's the second door. That's this the, one? the closet. This the closet. one here? Right. I got yep. you, baby. Great. I'm back, guys. What did I miss? Uh, the first lady's taking a shit in our closet. Again? Yep. Again. Jesus. That's, that's more than once. And in Rinnie the Plue news tonight. Really? It's just going to keep getting more culturally sensitive from here, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, China. The super huge guy who talks to himself while he works out of the world. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, he seems to be doing okay, but he's definitely not rapping, and you really hope he's not talking himself into something at the blink where you're trying to do sit-ups. Hey, China. What's up? You okay there? You're... Yelling at yourself in the second person. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cool. But do, do you need an outside person to scold you for whatever's happening right now? Because I <laughs> help that. Well, this week we all accidentally made eye contact when we learned that the movie Christopher Robin will be banned in China because Chinese leader Xi Jinping doesn't like that people keep saying the two look alike. <laughs> They do, though. It's true. <laughs> yeah, they really do, yeah. I mean, but it seems like the wrong end of that comparison is getting offended, right? <laughs> right? It's like the fucking turd sandwich had enough and says, all right, come on, guys. I don't smell like Timmy. <laughs> okay, so a couple of things. First off, to be fair, the Chinese government has said that the only reason the movie is banned is because they only allow a certain amount of foreign films into the country a year. But it's true that Winnie the Pooh is the symbol of the resistance against Jinping. Yeah. And the more I learned about this dude this week, the scarier as fuck that became. Cool. Uh Do you have a, a for instance? For I us? do. I do. So, for instance, Perfect. I learned that unlike Winnie the Pooh, uh, President Jinping abolished presidential term limits this year, essentially making himself leader for life. You didn't already know that? You should... Listen to the skeptic. <laughs> well, I forgot. And when people posted memes comparing him to Winnie the Pooh on Chinese social media websites, censors deleted gifts of the lovable bear from the government-sponsored app WeChat, as well as Weibo, where it was marked as illegal content. Again, the gifts of the bear were marked as illegal content okay well chinese people should start using some new symbols of resistance to get around this like maybe uh 404 page not found <laughs> could be their symbol. yeah there you go or, or barbara streisand <laughs> who he kind of looks like also yeah more or less like now Winnie the Pooh, but yeah. we're not the first to point this out and apparently i'm not the first to point it out on the show but <laughs> john oliver did a whole segment on this and as a result china blocked the hbo go app and mentions of John Oliver and the letter N. Right, right. <laughs> but to be fair, 
they only allow a certain number of Latin letters a year. And <laughs> yeah. The last half. Let, let me there. explain that last one. So according to the New York Times, it was in order to, quote, preempt social scientists from expressing dissent mathematically. N greater than two, with N being the number of Mr. Z's terms in office, end quote. <laughs> so, yeah. Numbers are now the enemy of the people in China. Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess now that we've eliminated that one letter yeah. that can be substituted for a number in algebra, we should be all good. Tell me more about this fucking bear. What? Uh, either way, China is pretty fucking scary. Uh, please don't hurt me, Mr. Jinping. Don't, don't hurt oh, me. You, you mean Jipig, Mr. <laughs> Mr. She Jipig is, is what he's called now. Jipig. And finally tonight, in I think it's going to be a long, long time news, as you know, we always like to end the show on something a little more lighthearted, especially with a dystopian news cycle we're all trying to adjust to here. So just a quick reminder, among the hustle and bustle of treasonous presidents, ongoing election interference, stick measuring trade wars, inhumane immigration policy, and congressional stagnation, that we might not have to worry about any of it. Because the only world leader less sane and more insecure than ours still has nuclear weapons. And despite Trump's declaration of victory after the summit, North Korea is still polishing those fuckers up for use. I mean, I guess a nuclear explosion is a quicker way to die. Wouldn't exactly call it lighthearted, though, if I can give. <laughs> I don't like to give notes. Well, I mean, I'd say quicker and lighthearted both depend on the results of your shitting on a plate, which, uh. You did unsuccessfully the first time, if I, I understood did. you correctly? I, did you I, miss? They, they made me come in so they could yell at me. So if it was <laughs> as hot in your office as it is in mine, you'd be looking forward to nuclear winter. It's lighthearted, <laughs> damn it. Uh, now, it's worth reminding everybody that in the wake of Trump's reality show summit, all the U.S. got was a promise to dismantle a nuclear site that was already falling down and assurances that they'd stop testing all the components that had already passed all their tests, plus some used dead people what we did not get as was made clear by satellite photos only weeks later was a slowdown in north korea's nuclear program we actually got an acceleration okay time for some tariffs on uranium no no that's, that's <laughs> nonsense what do you think tariffs are mr president tariffs on uranium <laughs> but but if the fears of nuclear holocaust have been keeping you up at night you can rest assured that things are back under control now that u.s secretary of potato sapiens mike pompeo has delivered a strongly worded letter from donald trump to a north korean representative this diplomacy of via note passing in the halls literally came during the annual summit of the association of southeast asian nations which was marked by a lot of america and north korea arguing and yell whispers until somebody walked by and then trying to act like things were still cool but despite efforts on both sides to downplay intractable differences north korea still thinks we're gangster-like and calls our approach to diplomacy alarming and we think they should massacre fewer of the rape victims they pluck from among the starving dissenters to kim's totalitarian rule yeah, watching these negotiations is kind of like watching Dr. Evil and Dr. No have a fight about whose volcano <laughs> lair is worse for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we talk about Eli's Nazi friends on Twitter instead? That was fun. <laughs> right? Remember when we talked about that? <laughs> Tesla, White right? Up, suck. down. <laughs> up, Tweets? really. Up, yeah, yeah actually. <laughs> Way up is what yeah, you mean. There's yep. been some down. No, it's like... <laughs> Over sixteen percent in one day last week is cool. Down up though. Also was the down. amount. Yeah, it's a bad, it's apples to oranges comparison. What what do you think that means right now when you said that? Orange. That you're reading from Market Watch. Red and orange. Okay. Yeah. So Tesla's red. 
<laughs> George Costanza of Investing, everybody. That's going to do it for episode 77. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Damien, Nick, John, Andrew, Ray Comfort, <laughs> Comfort, Uncle John, and Donna, who could make a nice living just slowly putting on stockings onto their beautiful dicks and vaginas or legs, whatever you want to do. And also, we definitely don't do this enough. Very special thanks as well to our extra generous top level benefactors. Ooh. Chris Carr, Snarky Vet, Nick Ward, Brusque Platypus, Alex Eckersley, Gerard Clark, Kellen Elaine, Soren Kongstad, Mark Herzman, Borelia Bergdorferi, Henry Lewis King Jr., Abraham C. Cantor, Suzanne August, Jonathan Moyet, Israel Mursky, the Viking of Brooklyn, Steve Andrews, Bill Garthright, Matthew Snyder, Lefroig Zed, nice pick on the scotch, Jeff Lepod, Cassandra Perryman, Cynthia Francis, Kat Victorino, Ian Ryan, Christopher Hammock, G4, Amber Beasley, Michael Hughes, Brian with a Y, William J. Atkins, Tammy DeWale, Mikhail Norberg, Operation Orange Juice, David Chidester, Donovan, the Flying Skeptic, Derek Timp, Ben, that shifty bastard Yaga or Laga, Craig Alford, just call me Zachary. Okay, sorry. Z- Zachary. Uh, Cybeth Mudek Minx Meow. Cindy Lynch. Cindy! Deborah Smith. The Yet Unripe Fig. Capital Three. Leslie Lonergan. Paul Fisher. Gene in Vermont. Saul. Nick Kusky. Donna Alman. Dan Griffith. Mitchell. Dang, and Griffith. last but certainly not least, Sin R. Johnson. Who were your two favorites? Dang, Griffith. Yeah, okay. I like him. I like and him. I like Cindy. All right, Cindy, too. But everybody, thank you so, so much. We love spending time with you guys. And please send me those (laughs) stocking videos to whatever extent that's legal for me to ask and for you to make that happen. Stocking videos. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slonick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Take a chit. What? Take a chit. Take a chip? Take a chit. Shit. She's saying shit. (laughs) (laughs) As she says shit. Do you have a toilet? I need to take a very thin but very long cheat in it. <laughs> you were doing so well.
it's just all coiled. <laughs> it's going. And when people posted memes comparing him to Winnie the Pooh on Chinese social media websites, censors deleted GIFs, censors deleted GIFs of the lovable bear from the government-sponsored app WeChat, as well as Weibo, where it was marked as illegal content. Again, the GIFs of the bear were marked as illegal content. Yep. We'll see how this the comes out. The good news is that he accidentally <laughs> said it right first yeah. he, oh, so I'm we can like, <laughs> sub that in. It's getting subbed in. Yep. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.